Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 92 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about my maternity leave plans. If you've been following along on social media or to some of the latest podcast episodes, you'll know that my husband and I are expecting our first child at the beginning of April, and I am planning on taking a maternity leave starting the last week of March, which means that I have been doing a lot of preparation over the last few months. Today, I'm going to dive into what that maternity leave is going to look like, how I've been preparing, and the resources that I've used in case you guys want to plan a maternity leave or some kind of long-term leave from your own business. As I mentioned, I am going on maternity leave starting sometime at the end of March, and I'm planning on being off for around three months in order to adjust to having our new baby at home and to recover and everything else that comes with that. So I wanted to first talk through kind of what I've done each trimester to get ready for maternity leave. And then I'm going to be sharing some other information about what that's going to look like. But in order to prepare for maternity leave, I started this really early in the first trimester. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was very lucky because there were a lot of other entrepreneurs at the time who were having kids and were posting about maternity leave. And so there were a lot of resources out there that I was able to look into and follow and kind of figure out what was going to make sense for my own business. So during the first trimester, the first three months of my pregnancy, I read posts from other entrepreneurs. We found out we were expecting in August. I didn't really jump into things until September just because I was getting used to the idea. I was brainstorming what I thought things might look like. But starting around September, I started reading posts from other entrepreneurs and I brainstormed what I wanted my leave to look like or what I thought I wanted it to look like. So at first, I really wasn't sure what this was going to come out to be because I am a single person running my business, and that means that I don't have a team that I can call up to have them keep things going. I knew that everything was going to depend on me, and so my brainstorming was really, okay, how do I take on client work? What am I going to do when I'm on leave? How long should that leave be? And figuring out what made the most sense for my husband and I and our family. The other thing that I did pretty early on, probably in about October or November, was that I emailed the two amazing women who subcontract for me to let them know what was going on. So I didn't have details at the time, but I wanted to let them know that this was happening, that there were going to be some changes coming up so that they heard it from me before I posted it on social media or anywhere else. This I knew was not going to be a huge deal because they work uh, just a couple hours a week for me. I have a girl who edits my podcasts and gets all of that together, and then someone who helps me with my social media scheduling and posting. And so these weren't people who were going to have to take over huge tasks and really 
expand what they were doing in my business, but it was going to affect what the coming months were going to look like. So I wanted to let them know early on what was going on and maybe why I wasn't getting things done as quickly as I usually did. So they were informed first before anybody else that I worked with or for. And then once I had let them know, I kind of thought about potential dates for my maternity leave. And the reason I started doing this so early was because I wanted to plan out the rest of 2018 and into the beginning of 2019 as far as how many clients I could take on. Because I do one-on-one client work, there wasn't a chance to sell out a program right before I was going on leave and kind of let it run automatically. Everything was going to have to be hands-on for me. And I needed to know in advance what that was going to look like for my business. So what I did was I sat down and I looked at my due date, which is April 8th, and kind of looked at our schedule coming up and what other entrepreneurs were doing. This is where those posts were so helpful because I wasn't sure if I should take, you know, just starting my due date off, take a week or so off beforehand, how long I wanted to be off. So what I did was I looked at my due date April 8th and at our schedule for the surrounding months. And the way that it worked out for us was my husband's spring break from work is the week before my due date. So I knew that that week, realistically, I wasn't going to be working anyway. He was going to be home. Usually I try to have shortened days during those times that he has off. And so I said, well, I know that that week I'm not going to be working. I'm probably not going to feel up to it anyway. So I want to make sure my client work is definitely wrapped up and finished and everything is done before that. And then I figured I would give myself another week ahead of that to take some time off to make sure everything around the house was ready because I am an anxious person sometimes. And so I wanted things to be as low stress as they could possibly be. So I am taking off starting on March 23rd will be my last day, so that's a Friday, and then I'll have a week at home where my husband is still at work, if everything goes according to plan, and then we'll have a week at home together where he has off for spring break before my due date where we can wrap everything up with the nursery, we can make sure that everything's ready to go, and we can just enjoy being the two of us for the last little bit of time before our baby arrives. That is something I thought was a really good plan. And it seems like around two weeks before my due date would at least give me some wiggle room in case he came early so that I wasn't trying to rush things at the very end, knowing that, you know, babies can come early or late. They kind of show up whenever they want to. When I looked towards ending my maternity leave, I knew that I wasn't going to get back into the full swing of things right away. I was still going to be figuring out what all of this was going to look like with having a baby at home and still trying to run a business and not knowing what he was going to be sleeping and eating like at that point. But what worked out pretty well for us was that my husband's school schedule ends on June 15th. And so that is when he is done for the summer and he's off for three months. And so that also fell right around that three month mark for me to be off. 
So what we decided was I was going to go back starting around the middle of June when he's going to be off for the summer and he can help me take care of the baby and give me a little bit more time to just figure out what this adjustment is going to look like. And I think, you know, looking at it right now, that seems like the best plan. Of course, all of those dates are flexible because we never know what's gonna happen. Once I had those dates in place, especially the dates that I was going to start my leave, I was able to figure out how many projects I could take on and fit into my schedule before I left and what was gonna have to be bumped until after my return. So what I did there, you know, I started this back in October and really looked at how many of the different types of projects I could take on. And then as time went by, I knew as people contacted me, you know, if I only have two months left at this point before my maternity leave starts, I can't do a full strategic website design and get it launched before I take my leave. So what I'm doing now is taking customizations. I knew back in October that I had a couple more spots that I could fill up with those bigger projects because I would have time to get them done before my leave started. And then the last thing that I did during my first trimester was I made a list of the tasks that had to get done each day, each week, each month, so that I kind of had an idea of what was going to have to be taken over by somebody else and what we were going to have to plan in advance for. And this was just my way of organizing my brain so that I knew what was coming up and how I was going to have to look at outsourcing some of this. Okay, so then we get into the second trimester. And this is where I really started working ahead on things. During that first trimester, I was still, you know, figuring things out, what I wanted everything to look like. And the second trimester is when I got down to work. So the big thing that I had to decide was when was my podcast going to end or was I going to run episodes throughout my maternity leave? And what I decided looking at the dates was my 100th episode of this show airs on April 4th, which is four days before my due date. And I have not taken a break since I started the show. So I thought it was a really good time to say, you know what, I have put out a lot of content that most of it has been shared once or maybe twice, but because I'm putting out content every week, I'm not getting back to go over that and share it again. And this would be a great opportunity to do that for my business. And so what I decided was after that 100th episode that's going to premiere on April 4th, I would take a break. So I wasn't going to be releasing episodes over my maternity leave. I wouldn't have to worry about getting things scheduled and making sure they went out correctly. It also meant that I didn't have to worry about outsourcing any of that. So my podcast editor and I talked about it and we started pre-working all of the episodes that we have. So I made sure that I brainstormed all of my topics in advance and got down to recording. I reached out to a lot of guests. I did a lot of solo shows, which meant I was recording a whole lot in that second trimester when I was sitting at my desk. But it means that now that I'm going into just two months before my leave starts, I only have this episode and three others to record. I can get them all sent off to my podcast editor. We can get them scheduled in iTunes and my podcast host, we can make sure they're going to go live on the blog, we can get them set up for social media. 
and there's not gonna be any last minute stuff that has to get done, which is really, really nice and relaxing for me because then I don't have to worry about whether or not things are going out the way that they're supposed to or if everything sounds good because it's all going to be done well in advance. During that second trimester, I also emailed all of my current clients that I was working with to let them know what was going on. This was the step that I was honestly the most nervous about because some of these people I've been working with for a long time, we have big projects, and I wanted to be upfront about what was going on and when my leave was going to start, but I was also nervous that they were going to come back and say, well, you know, we need to find somebody else or this isn't working. But what I did was I wrote them all an email kind of detailing our excitement, when our baby was due, what my leave plans uh, looked like as far as dates, and then what they could expect from me. And I found a really, really great outline for this um, from Kat Schmoyer. She has a blog post on preparing for maternity leave, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And one of the things in there was a download of the email template she sent to her clients. And I had to do some tweaking because she's an event planner and obviously I am not, but it was a really helpful way to get started. So I basically shared that we were really excited for this new step in our life with our baby on the way. I let them know when my leave dates were going to be. And then I kind of told them that, you know, they were going to be the first priority before my leave and we were going to try to get everything wrapped up that when I was on leave, they could still email me and somebody would be checking in on that email to just make sure that anything urgent was being addressed, that we weren't missing anything, and that I could refer them to somebody else or we could schedule things for when I get back. So that's kind of what I told all of my current clients. They were all very excited for me and that worry really was not necessary, but I wanted to make sure that I let them know ahead of time that they weren't surprised when it showed up on social media or anywhere else. And then after that was done and we had kind of figured out how we wanted to go about announcing this on social media, we went ahead and posted it on Instagram and Facebook. I waited a lot longer than most people did. We announced around 18 weeks instead of closer to 12. And that was just because It was what I was the most comfortable with. At that point, I already kind of knew what my maternity leave was going to look like. We knew that everything was going really well with the pregnancy. And I was excited to share at that point. So my sister came over one day. She took a couple of pictures of us for an announcement, and we were able to put that out online. So I haven't shared a ton about my pregnancy on social media just because For me, it really hasn't been a huge deal, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode, but I wanted to share it and let people in on that part of my life, but I also still want my business to be about my business, and that's just a personal decision that I've made. I think it works differently for everybody, and this is what's working for us right now. I also put a maternity leave notice on my website and my contact forms and everything else, so After I announced on social media, I knew that if I got inquiries, I was going to have to let people know that there might not be space for them and their project until after I got back from my leave. And I wanted them to know that up front in case that meant that I was not the best fit for them. And that's totally fine. I knew that that was a possibility. 
And so I wanted to let people know. So basically I changed my contact page to have a little blurb about my maternity leave. And then if somebody submits that form or sends me an email, they get in the autoresponder more information about my maternity leave that basically just gives the dates and what the plan is so that they know if they want to wait to work with me, that's great and we can certainly do that. But if they want to look for somebody else, I totally get it. Then I started planning for what it's gonna look like when I get back from my leave. So this was something I was also very nervous about because usually I don't book clients super far in advance. And so I was nervous about taking three months off where I'm not promoting my work, where I'm not talking with potential clients very frequently. But I had a few people who have reached out to me about doing projects starting after my leave and having those couple of things lined up, knowing that the dates might be a little bit flexible and everybody being okay with that has been really motivating because I know that when I am ready to get back to work, there is going to be work to be done. There's going to be income coming in. And that's really a huge blessing for us to know that this is all still going to be working after I take that time off. And I'm not going to have to stress during my time off about, you know, am I missing client inquiries? What should I be doing to bring in more income? Because I've got that already set. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. So now, as of a couple of days ago, I am in my third trimester, and that means that I am just wrapping things up. And it looks a little bit different than I expected it would, and I'm gonna tell you why that is. So the big thing that we needed to do was fine tune those dates. Um, They're pretty much staying the same as what I had emailed to my clients. So I'm taking off March 26th through about June 26th, which will give me three months off. And before that, I'm kind of winding down as we get closer and closer to my leave to make sure that everything is wrapped up, that I'm not rushing at the last minute in case our little one decides to come early. I'm also finishing preparing content. So like I said, I've got a couple more podcast episodes to record, and then we will be wrapped up with all of that content that's going to be shared and promoted before and during my leave. And a big thing there is just making sure that in addition to all of the audio files, my podcast editor has everything else she needs. So the show notes and the images and directions for making sure everything goes out the way that it's supposed to. She has been wonderful about taking on a little extra stuff for us so that I don't have to worry about it. I'm also starting to plan my social media content with my social media manager. We've tried to figure out what is that going to look like during my leave? Do I want to keep pushing things out 
every day? Do I want to scale back? Do I want to handle it myself? So we're kind of brainstorming what that's going to look like, fine-tuning it as far as honestly balancing how much I am spending on having this help and how much it's going to be a return on my business. So we're trying to figure out what's going to work best for me and my business and my pocketbook because I'm not going to be bringing income in during that time. Just laying all of that out. I'm also going to be pre-writing an announcement post and probably a blog post just to let you guys know what's going on um, when the baby gets here and then possibly kind of a follow-up post about what everything looked like. I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want to share and what we are going to be uh, potentially keeping to ourselves. So those things will be coming out during my leave, but if I can get a good start on them now, then it's really easy to just pop in the details when I need to. And I'm also making sure that I've got all of my workflows set up and working correctly so that if people still inquire while I am on leave, it gives them the right information, it gives them a chance to kind of know what's going on, and then I can check in when I need to. Whew, that was a lot. But those are the stages that I've kind of looked at as far as planning goes. And I mentioned that the third trimester has looked a little bit different than what I expected it to. And here's why. I had planned for this trimester to be about a lot of client work because I've got some websites and some customizations on my plate right now that I want to get wrapped up before my leave starts. And that's for my benefit, so I'm not thinking about them while I'm sitting there trying to you know, take care of my family, but also for my clients' benefit so that everything they need is launched and ready to go before my leave starts and they're not sitting around for three months waiting to get things updated. So what I expected was that a lot of this trimester was going to be on client work. And I have a lot of things on my to-do list, but of course, coming back from a new year, we don't always hear back from people in the time frame we expected. And so I have spent more time um, just kind of chilling around my house than I thought I would for the very beginning of 2019, waiting for just content and feedback and everything else. So while that sometimes feels a little bit lazy to me because it feels like I should be working, When I really think about it, I'm not working, not because I don't want to or not because, you know, I'm putting things off, but because I honestly have to wait for things from other people. And I've allowed plenty of time in my schedule to get all of this done before my leave starts. So it's really not a big worry right now. It just means that I have to be diligent about making sure that I'm following up with people and that they have all of the things that they need in order to help me design their websites and get everything out there. And it just means that I have to be organized in everything that I'm doing. So right now, it's a lot of waiting for content from people. But as soon as that gets to me, then I can jump in and make these changes pretty quickly without having to worry about a whole lot. And that's going to be really nice. And having everything else done as far as content and autoresponders and workflow, I don't have to worry about packing this last couple of months full in order to take leave. So let's talk about the resources that I used for planning my maternity leave. And these are all going to be linked in the show notes because I know it's a lot of stuff, 
But there have been some great blog posts and videos lately about taking an extended leave as a small business owner, either as a team leader or a solopreneur, however it is that you run your business. And those posts have been so helpful for me. So a couple that I used, um, I already mentioned the one by Kat Moyer. She talks about preparing for maternity leave when you run your own business. And that was a huge help. She had that email template in there that I used. I also looked at a post from Ellen Company when she was planning her own maternity leave with a design business because that's a little bit different. She has a team, but she is not trying to go to events and wrap things up, which is more similar to how I run my business. I also read a post from Nancy Ray Photography, and this one I found because everybody else, I think, mentioned it. She wrote this post quite a while ago, and it was very helpful as far as what you need to do, how to set up your emails when you're gone. Um, A big thing that I've seen from people is that they basically tell people in their autoresponder that if this is not a client email or an inquiry, it's going to get deleted, and you need to follow up with me after my leave because... We all know that inboxes can fill up very, very quickly. And in some ways, the thing that makes the most sense is to just say anything that is not related to the clients that I have now or potential clients for the future is not important enough to stress me out. Another one was from Rhiannon Boss, uh, how she prepared for her maternity leave. We did an episode of Process to Profitability about planning for maternity leave from an amazing business owner who helps business owners plan for those sorts of things. So that was a really big eye-opener for me and gave me a couple things to add to my to-do list. Ashlyn Carter from Ashlyn Writes recently posted a YouTube video about how she's preparing for her maternity leave which recently started, and so it was cool to see that, how she did all of that. She laid it out by trimester as well so that I knew kind of what somebody else did and how they went about getting all of this stuff done. And then Jenna Kutcher recently posted as well about how she planned for her maternity leave. So there have been a lot of posts, and I have read a lot of them. Some of the information is repeated, but it's really good to just get an idea of how different people are doing things and approaching taking an extended leave like this, how they're preparing for it in advance, how much time they're taking off, what their leave is going to look like. And I also really loved anybody who had, you know, additional follow-ups on those posts that they had released that talked about how it actually went. So Catch Moyer did a webinar about how her maternity leave actually looked after what she planned for, and that was really helpful because we all know that things like this do not go as planned. And hearing from somebody, you know, who had laid it all out and then could look back and see what they actually did, what they actually needed was really helpful for looking forward to the future for our family. Okay, so what does my maternity leave actually look like? We've gone through a lot of stuff already, but here's what my plan actually is. I'm taking leave from March 25th to June 23rd. This is a good three months, a couple of weeks starting before my due date, and then coming back after my husband is back off for the summer. Basically, what's going to happen is that my clients are going to have priority access to me during that time, even though I am on leave. And so we 
will have somebody who's checking in on my inbox from time to time to just kind of let me know what's going on, whether people need referrals to somebody else, if they are just brainstorming ideas they want to approach when I get back. And that way I can make sure that they are the first people that get scheduled when I return from my leave. At first I thought I was going to outsource this to somebody else, but realistically I think I'm just going to be checking my emails once a week myself, marking anything that's important, replying to people that just says, you know, I got your email, we can talk about this later, or I can send them a referral if I need to. And that way I always know what's going on in my business. I won't be fielding new client calls, so people can still inquire, fill out the application on my website, request information, but I won't be doing interview calls with people until I get back. So what that means is they can fill out the information and get started with the process, and then basically they'll be told that, you know, we will schedule this when I return from my maternity leave and go from there. Things that I'm going to delegate are social media. So my social media manager, Caitlin, is still going to be taking care of some of the posting. I will probably be taking care of some of it myself on Instagram, sharing behind the scenes of what maternity leave looks like and our new little family. I'm also going to be outsourcing my bookkeeping. So every Friday I sit down, I go through both our personal and our business finances, make sure everything is matching up, the bills are paid, all that stuff. So I'm going to hand that over to my husband to take care of, and I'm hoping I can outsource some of the household work. So we'll have people here helping for a couple of weeks. Some of it, honestly, is going to probably go by the wayside, and others will just get picked up by my husband and family members who are here to help. So things like laundry and dishes and cooking, uh, I am just going to be really flexible with those things instead of trying to get them done on my normal schedule. I have decided, as I mentioned, that the podcast is kind of going to be on hold. There will be 100 episodes out there. We'll be able to go back and promote some of the older episodes that maybe have gotten lost in your feed or that you haven't heard before. That way, I don't have to worry about recording and publishing new stuff until I get back and have some time to get back in the flow of things. And then I, during this time, am going to be doing some of the social media and checking into my email about weekly to just go through, delete anything that's not important, respond to anything that's super urgent, and have a pulse on what's going on in my business. So those are my maternity leave plans. Of course, all of this is up in the air. I was just reminded yesterday at a Tuesdays Together meeting that babies don't come on schedule. And so We are being really flexible in this last trimester, trying to get everything done around the house, getting the nursery prepared, and also getting my business prepared to take this time off. If you've been following along on social media, you've heard a little bit about how things are going with this pregnancy and what we're doing in the nursery, but I think I'm going to update you guys more on that in a future episode where I can talk about my pregnancy and the birth and everything else, you know, what all of that looked like once all of it's wrapped up and we can do it at one time. But make sure you guys stay tuned on social media to see when this little guy gets here and what his nursery looks like and everything else. And then 
Make sure you listen in to the last few episodes of Process to Profitability. They're going to be coming out every week from now until April 4th. I've got some great guests lined up, so make sure you are still subscribed. And then stay subscribed so that after I get back from leave, you guys can hear more from the show. I would also really, really appreciate it if you guys could leave a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find the show. It helps us to grow. And that's a big deal, especially when we are reaching this many episodes of the show. I want to make sure that I am providing content for you guys that is helpful, bringing on guests that are really going to be able to share things that you can use in your own business. So if you guys can leave a rating and a review, that would be so helpful for me and for my business. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.